Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it no doubt about it eh you're listening to kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys hey blues fans i like to consider myself a friend of the show this is tsn analyst and former blues netminder jamie mcclennan and here's kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio Welcome to episode four of season 11, which is episode number 380 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated, the podcast that other podcasts listen to. We are the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. We're pre-gaming it tonight as the Blues are in Seattle to take on the Seattle Kraken at 9 p.m. And we'll take you almost right up until game time. A special thanks to rockin.idlife.com and centerizedbrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Wednesday, October 19th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, just do a search for us. You'll find us at LGB Radio is the handle on the socials. And if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, and do whatever you got to do to help us out. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, I'm Kirk Price, my co-host for the big show tonight are Bill Day and the infamous Jeff Ponder. The agenda for tonight's uh, show includes discussion about uh, we'll be basking in the glow of the big W on opening night, and we'll discuss the uh, game on uh, against Seattle tonight. Uh, it's Pareko's 500th career game, so that's that's exciting for one person, uh, yep. <laughs> namely number 55, um, and uh, letting Peron go as a fan base. We need to probably do that. We'll talk about that, and uh, Mark Lazarus has an article. Uh, in the athletic, which called out the NHL for not uh, for for lagging way behind in diversity and inclusivity through uh, throughout all levels of the organizations and various leagues. So, and we'll t- also reverse retros. The there was a Guys, teaser released today. Reverse retros. Can you tell what I'm wearing? Do I have the new reverse retro on? Is that a Why? average Joe's shirt? Yeah. I don't know. Can you, can you tell? Is it average Joe's what jersey? Is this? Average what is this? Joe's gymnasium. No, guys, that's, that's very take shiny. Look. Take a look. Was a trash bag? <laughs> it is. It's. A, it, yellow... I think it's like a. It's like a four XL. So it's, it's. It's swimming on me. It but looks is, like. Is it? Is, is it see through? I can see through that thing. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But this is it. This is the new reverse retro. Is that mesh? Oh. 
That is, where did you get that? What is that? That's a yellow blues jersey. For those who can't see, a yellow, very shiny and translucent blues jersey with a with a blue note on the front. What? Where'd you get that? This is this is the reverse retro. <laughs> Take a look at the back. Let's see if you can guess who. This is a signed jersey too. So can you guess by the number? No, oh, Paul Korea. <laughs> no. Derek Roy. Oh, no. Or twelve. Why would I? Why would I wear wear a Derek Roy jersey? God, that guy was awful. Tyler Pitlick. Signed. No, it would be Mister Doug Gilmore. Gilmore. Oh wow! Very nice. See it right. So he, why did right there? He, did he so, live in that? I don't know. So I did. I, did he wear? Did, this, did he wear it after a marathon? I don't know very, how this jersey came to be, but somehow this thing exists. STL Blues history had it. He found out that when I was a kid, Doug Gilmore is one of my favorite players, and so killer. one day he actually he actually Doug's just showed up. He actually just showed up one day at my work. And uh, just was like, hey, come outside. I'm like, okay. And he had this jersey waiting for me. And I'm like, how? What? Why? <laughs> how? Like, it, it just blew my mind. And he was like, yeah, I had it. I thought, well, Doug Gilmore, I'll give it to Ponder. So hmm. I was afraid this, there for no, a second this is, you were going to say he showed up at your house and said, do you have a cup of sugar? I have something for you. <laughs> oh, my. I'd like to trade. No. Oh, too soon? <laughs> too soon. Uh, no, I, uh, this is not the reverse retro. It is a hideous blues Jersey, but it's signed by Doug Gilmore. So, you know, whatever, oh, still wait, good. That is, I mean, is it, is it as shiny in person as this on camera? Oh yes. It's very shiny. That is, it looks like a trash bag. I kid you not. It looks like a trash bag from here. A yellow trash bag. Again, that's because it is a four XL and I do not wear a four XL. I would have guessed uh, it's not just the size it's. It it looks like a trash bag. It looks like a pumpkin scented trash bag. A pumpkin scented trash bag. Yeah, okay. I mean it's it's yellowish, you know orange. You just was my men's league team. We are going to be the pumpkin scented trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I there's okay. There's do you, uh, the trash bags you guys have in your house. Are they? scented or unscented because they sell unscented trash bags and i'm thinking why what would possess somebody to choose an unscented trash bag to put in their trash can when they could choose scented to kind of cover up any odors that might go in there why would why in the world would you choose unscented for a trash I, bag i don't i don't buy scented ones i didn't even know that was a thing yeah, I that's mean, if you, all, it, okay. It's all knew. I see on the store shelves these days. Scented? Maybe yeah. I yeah. then. I have no idea. Vanilla, fresh scent, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, Mostly lavender. Lavender. Everybody sells yeah. lavender. Yeah, I feel There's, like I'm wearing lavender right now. You don't see a lot of Parmesan scented trash bags. <laughs> no. <laughs> cheese scented. There's not not a lot of cheese scented oh. things. Parmesan smells like puke. You ever smell Parmesan? Just like by yeah. itself. Grated Parmesan. Like it does. Yeah. It does. smells like puke. Yeah, tastes I, like heaven. I used to work in a uh, Italian restaurant. Yes, I definitely know the smell of garlic <laughs> and Parmesan and all that. Uh, Matt Harris is in the house. He says, "Let's go yellows." Mm -hmm. <laughs> he also says, "Not translucent enough." Show some more. Show some ponder peakers. Uh, he wants to see my nips. Yeah. Well, you would <laughs> if he didn't have a shirt on underneath that thing, because that a thing is. You would. And the, the Meeker in the YouTube chat says, reminds me of MC Hammer's pants. Yeah, that's uh, not too far. Yeah, I agree. 
Kurt, can you lend him your Zumbas? Uh, yeah, no. That's that would their... that would perfect the look. <laughs> I got some Zubaz. You mean that's Zubaz? what I was Zubaz? Zumbas. Zumbas. like tights that you wear when you Zumba? Yeah, Zubaz. I couldn't remember the name. It's Zub- been too long. I, I had. They should have died in the nineties. I had a pair of Zubaz pants and a Zubaz hat. Yes. And I wore them at the same time with pride. Yes. To volleyball. Uh, Well, okay. That's, yes. I do. I've had two. Okay. I forgot about that. Two Zubaz hats. The one was a, for my daughter's birthday, because it was, was, you know, zebra striped or, you know, pattern kind of for her birthday, because it was zebra themed birthday. And then the one I had as a kid was an Illinois themed. I had Illinois themed Zubaz uh, uh, hat and blues Zubaz themed pants. Wow, that's terrible. It is. It was. Mm. At the time, it was very awesome. Very awesome. <laughs> if you don't blame me. Scotty Poindexter joins the Facebook chat, says, what's good, guys? Uh, so after the show ended on Saturday, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, Mr. Scotty Poindexter was actually in the crowd and said hi to us, came up and hung out with us all night. So, Scotty, good to see you, man. Had fun with you on Saturday. And, uh I don't know if I ever posted the picture of all of us together, but if I didn't, I will make sure to do that soon. That's a great last name, Poindexter. I'm not being sarcastic. That's a no. Killer, it, so killer last it, name. you know, it makes me think of Revenge of the Nerds first. But now that I'm such a Marvel fan, that uh, Poindexter was the last name of the of Bullseye, one of Daredevil's villains. So who, who is who's who's Dexter Poindexter? Who is that? That's a is person? that a person? I it's, I just popped into my head. It sounds familiar. I thought it might have been a character. Dexter Poindexter? That sounds stupid. Never mind. <laughs> Saying it out loud doesn't, doesn't uh, have the same flow that, in my, oh, in my head. You know what? That that's the guy. That's the guy from Marvel. You're right. That's Dexter? Bullseye. Yeah, Dexter Poindexter. Okay. All right. I, I it just sounded familiar. I couldn't place That's it. right. He went he went by Dex. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So he went by Dex Poindexter. Huh. Which is ridiculous. It is. <laughs> uh, so special. Hey, uh, so announcements. Special thanks. Uh, to we our last show was at Cardinals Nation. Uh, for those of you that tuned in, listened, uh, watched. You know, uh, hope you enjoyed it and and put up with the uh, goofy audio that we had no control over. It was a little little choppy, but uh, hope you got through it. Uh, special thanks to uh, Joe and the staff at Cardinals Nation in Ballpark Village, downtown St. Louis, uh, for having us do our live show prior to the season opener versus Columbus. Um, that was uh, a first, first time there for broadcasting for us, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, I think we'll be probably going back there at some point in the future and uh, doing some more shows, possibly maybe. So uh, that uh, looking forward to that. So yeah. not only was it the first of us broadcasting a Cardinal Nation. I don't know. I know Amy can't speak to this. I'm I'm not sure about uh, Julie. That is the first episode that my wife has listened to all the way through. And it's because she she was forced to. <laughs> she was there. So it's funny because we got home and I even said, I go, so that's your first Let's Go Blues Radio. How'd we do? And she's like, well, if they're all as good as that, I would listen to it. I'm like, we are as good as that every we're, week. Yeah. And I and quite honestly, we're probably better than that because there was a it was a different situation. So yeah. we were, yeah, it was yeah, a little different. Big time learning curve that we were sure, dealing with. Sure. Right. Yeah. Lot, lots of, you know, additional wires and yeah. 
Ponder pulling over lights on top of everybody. And... <laughs> one time. Happened one time. That should have happened more because I'm very klutzy. I watched prize the patrol I, I, Jeff consistently <laughs> leaving the prize. <laughs> yeah. Here, let me go back. Let me let me go talk to somebody as far away from the uh broadcast table as possible. And then oh, it's time to get a prize. Now I gotta go all the way back to the table to get the prize. So here <laughs> both times that I did that, I did that. <laughs> Twice, I believe, maybe three times. The first two, the first two. Times, I, yeah. I know, I know, because I, I was walking out, and I, as I was halfway there, like I was at the steps, I'm like, oh crap, I forgot a prize. At that point, I didn't want to turn around. I'm like, well, if they get it wrong, I won't look stupid. But then I realized, I'm like, I'm just gonna let them play till they win. Uh, and we had some good guesses. We had some great uh, participants and made me look stupid because i had to keep walking back to the broadcast table <laughs> then back to the table i like how joe i think i think joe said that i yeah. uh yeah he, he said something like you know well you lost about 15 minutes of the show just walking back and forth <laughs> that was pretty good and i liked how uh you know a lot most of those questions that we had printed out you know we didn't use like 98 percent of them because there was so many but most of those came from the the Let's Go Blues review, uh, Let's Go Blues Radio Trivia Shootout that we used to do on the show for gosh a few seasons, right? Um, so we had a stockpile of really good blues questions. Then we added to a little bit, and then I went and I edited a couple um, because of you know it's, things have changed over time. But uh, the one that I edited, <laughs> you actually read with the uh, vodka pop off. Dude, <laughs> that one, I, yeah, I, when I started reading through the names and I was like halfway through the second name of the choice, I saw the third one, like, and it just like surveyed in my head as I'm talking. I'm like, oh no, you're going to laugh well, like an idiot. Well, it was, it was, the question was, you know, which, which Detroit Red Wings player shot the puck that uh, hit Pronger in the chest and stopped his heart. And uh, it was a Russian player that did it. And so we had three <laughs> Russian names. And what one was, was, it? It was uh, Sergei Fetisov, Dmitry Ser Sergei Fedorov. Sergei Mornov was on there. Yeah. Dmitry Mornov, Fedorov, and then Popov. <laughs> yeah. Vodka Popov. And, and I thought it was, I thought it was funny that the, the participant had no idea. Oh. But she goes, ah, oh, the second one, Moranov. And then my brother's standing there. So my brother was at the show too. And he's going, no, 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 it's the first one. It's the first one. She goes, oh, Better the first up. one. And I go, no, I think you said the second one, and that's correct. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I still think it would have been better instead of vodka pop-off if it was Soda Popinski. Yeah, Soda Popinski would have been good, too. Yeah, That's, 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 a that's good... more. That seems more uh, Polish or Finnish or something. What's the right? old, uh, yeah. there's an old want to get away commercial where the guy's yelling in the stands um, and he finds out that his pa the parents of the player he's yelling at are sitting right in front of him. Um, what was his name? Do you guys remember that commercial? No. No. It was a Russian player. Um, Primakov. His name was Primakov. And uh, he called oh, yeah. him Pri well, Primadonikov at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and then the announcer announces all the way from Russia. Vitaly Primakov's parents and they're like sitting right in front of him. They just look awful. And the guy's like, he just kind of like ducks into the crowd. And then you hear the want to get away. That was a great so got, commercial. So there's, there's only a handful of first names. Like it seems like with Russian players, a Sergei Vyacheslav, Vitaly, not too many others, right? Alexi. Alexi. Yeah. Vladimir. I'm thinking like seven or eight. 
Most of them. <laughs> There's only seven or eight names in all of Russia. <laughs> women, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Sergey Fedorov. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, but thanks again to Joe and the staff at Cardinals Nation for having us out there. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then we got to watch the Blues uh, beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, pulled away in the third period, 5-2, to two, which was great. A fun time was had by all. So that was, was, uh, I mean, that was a lot of fun. L- listen, we're not just saying this because we just did a show there. If you've never been to Cardinals Nation, you never watched a Cardinals or a Blues game there, always a good atmosphere. It was a little lesser crowd on uh, on Saturday, and that was across the, the, the literally the entire <clears throat> ballpark village. It was just the nice weather, the Blues rally before the game. Right. It was a weather. hard for people to come out. Yeah, yeah. but the, but as the season goes on, especially as it gets chillier, that's a great spot to go watch a Blues game. Yeah, it was my first time there, and uh, it was it was great. Joe was Joe was a very gracious and witty host. Uh, thanks so much for having us out, and yeah, we we hope uh, hope to do it again, and you know maybe maybe bring a few more people in uh, to enjoy the uh, the great food and. Uh, of course, the great beer. And from what I understand, the Fridays and Saturday, Friday or Saturday games, they do. Uh, you know, I think I do believe Joe does uh, Saturday um, blues games there. I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah. And Saturday blues shuttle. games, and they have a shuttle, free shuttle, from Cardinals Nation Ballpark Village to Enterprise, and also they validate for three hours worth of parking. So, yeah. and I have, I have a question for you guys about validation, the validated parking. So, we, mm-hmm. did you have trouble getting out? Well, I did. Yes. did, did what oh. happened with you? I, I, okay. I, so, I, I, I it wouldn't accept my ticket. So, I pushed the button and I was expecting a three hours validation. And I, and I, and it said it was $21. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not right with three hours validation to park because it should have been a lot less than that. And so, I hit the button for, for help. And the person in front of me did the same thing. They couldn't get something to work. They pushed the button. And someone comes on, a live person says, hello, yes, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm at uh, Ballpark Village outside uh, uh, Valley Sports Live. And I, uh, you know, I'm trying to use a validated ticket. And it won't work. And she goes, uh, what lot? Uh, Bally, this lot? I'm like, yeah. And she opened the gate. I got to leave. I parked for free. Oh, shit. I, mean, I still paid mine. Say, <laughs> so I still paid mine. But mine was like, the ticket was accepted. It was $12, which is okay. not bad for parking for a, a Blues no, game. We, well, we were there for since... Uh, yeah, we were there since what, three. Three. Right. Three, yeah. 315, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think my left. total after validation was 12 bucks. Yeah, that's, 12 pr- bucks. that's pretty good. That's yep. really good. That's really yeah. good. That's great. And so, but my problem was, I didn't realize first, you have to insert your credit card upside down. So I did that. But then it wouldn't accept a debit card, so I had to use my credit card. So did you have, did you use a debit card bill or did you use a credit card? Credit card. Yeah. So I've, apparently I've I'm guessing been to enough cards hospitals in the last year to know that most <laughs> yeah. of those systems don't take debit cards. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you go to Ballpark Village and you park there. Use uh so insert well do it Kirk did first just do call what I someone did. and apparently they'll hit, just open it hit the hit the service <laughs> button and say yeah I'm I'm uh, having my it won't take my ticket I'm trying to get out and what lot number are you this lot number and just open the gate yeah well was... for me it was it was just a matter of insert the credit card in upside down and make sure you're using a credit card and not a debit card after that it was fine. Yeah, it it was delayed for me. That was the only problem I had. There was there was a girl who was trying to come in and like it wouldn't give her a ticket and she she called and was trying to explain it and it 
she was still sitting there after I left, like explaining, I just want to get in. Give me a ticket. (laughs) So if you're missing our point here, park at Ballpark Village for going to Blues games. Hopefully nobody else had the same issues we did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the customer service, if there was an issue there, it wasn't ballpark villages. It's the parking company. Yeah. And, and to their, to the service, uh, the support team's credit, I pushed the button, someone answered right away and opened the gate and I left. That was very fast. That's pretty sweet. (laughs) I was, I was pretty happy about that. All right. We should probably uh, get to our break, huh? Well, we're going to do beers. You want to do beers? Oh, we haven't done beers yet. We haven't done beers yet. Beers. That's right. Beers. Uh, beers. Official beers of episode number 380. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. You can follow me at CPRICE12, Jeff J. Ponder 94, Bill, Billy Blue Note 33. Bill, what is your beer this evening, sir? So I'm getting ready for the big reveals, right? Big reveal tomorrow. So got the Stanley Cup koozie. Oh, oh nice. Look at <laughs> yeah. that. That's a beauty. It's a it beauty. A beauty. <laughs> it's yellow. It's, it's King Pineapple Beauty. I found this at uh, Randall's on Jefferson last week, and uh, it is, it's pretty damn kick-ass beer. Um, nice, nice little pineapple flavor to it. Everybody, uh, everybody that follows the show and listens to our beer segment knows the beauty's been a long favorite of this show, and uh, this, this is a nice little variant of it. And uh, at nine percent alcohol by volume, wow, I'm gonna be feeling pretty good soon. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff you always call the beauty the best IPA in St. Louis. So the best wh- damn IPA in the St. Louis. You can quote that from Jeff Ponder. Ha- have you had that variant of? Uh, I have not. Beauty? Okay. Uh, where'd you say you got that? Randall's? Bill? Jefferson, yep. Rebels, Jefferson, okay. Uh, there's a Randall's a little closer to me. I might check that out. Because yeah, From I Center try Ice Brewery. Center, Center Ice Brewery. Our Proud friends. Sponsor of the shoe. Yeah. The real big shoe. Uh, so mine is also a local St. Louis favorite. Four Hands Brewing Company, peanut butter, chocolate, milk stout, absence of light. One of uh, Kurt Price's favorites. It is. Um, and if you want to get a look at how dark this bad boy is, there you go in the duff glass. If that's uh, not yeah, the definition stuff. of caramel, that's that's a caramel-looking beer. Uh, speaking of absence of light. Um, Fat Elvis. I do, I do believe, yeah, you and I both had, you had the Fat Elvis, uh, and then I had it, uh, which is a, a variant of that with added with, with, with the banana flavor. Yes. Added. And when you got it, was it like a, was it like a six-ounce pour? It was a small glass? Mm-mm. No, I got, got a, the the bigger one. You got a pint? I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't even asked. I got the six ounce pour. And you got to have a little okay. more charisma, Kurt. Well, I didn't know. I asked for the I asked for the the fat Elvis, and she gave me that. Um, or maybe maybe it's just that I look more like an alcoholic than you. May, well, I had I had two of them. I had two of them, but I I really well. really good. And I really think good. Uh, it's a it's a really good. Uh, and it's not high 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 ABV. Right, I think it's eight or nine. I mean, it's high, but it's not like eight, I think it's eight point four. Yeah. It's not ridiculous, like a like a barrel age, like a fourteen or anything, thirteen. Yeah, uh, but it's it's up there. Um, but it's it's a sipping beer, and it's really, really good. And I think the uh, Four Hands releases it on the twenty second. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Saturday you can buy can, you can buy cans of it, uh, and they'll open it there. It's interesting because Four Hands didn't release it. Right, they you can't get it at Four Hands right now, but you can get it. 
Uh, you get it on tap at certain places. Yeah, and that was and, weird. Yeah, and I, I, I was very shocked. Uh, Friday night, I was just sitting at home and, you know, hadn't even had a beer yet. I had a friend text me and say, dude, I was just at Llewellyn's down in um, Webster Groves, and they've got the Fat Elvis. And I instantly was like, okay, I'm going now. <laughs> I just got yep. in my car and went. And had a couple of them myself, sat and watched the baseball playoffs and enjoyed it. And yeah, man, it was it was phenomenal. I'm, I'm very excited to be able to go out and buy it whenever I want. Amy and I went there uh, after Ballpark Village on Saturday when we did the show. And it was a last second decision. We we're in the car going home. And at the last second, I mean, we're in the Forehands neighborhood getting ready to get on uh, uh, the, the interstate going home. And I'm like, I turned to him, I'm like, let's let's go to Forehands and see if they have Fat Elvis because Ponder said he got it at Llewellyn's. So why would Llewellyn's have it and not Forehands, right? That was just the common sense to me. And uh, we go to Forehands, they didn't have it. And so I'm like, you know what? Screw it. We're over, I'm over here on the uh, east, on the west side. Let's go. Uh, let's go over to Webster Groves. It's only a 10, 12 minute drive from from uh, Forehands. So we did that, and it was it was good. I'm glad we did it. It was very very tasty. <clears throat> Very yeah, good. I I was a little disappointed when I got home and saw those texts. Yeah, I I, I said to you, I was like, Bill, if you haven't even had it yet, we're going over there. Yeah, I I did not see that come come over my watch while I was driving home and pulled into my driveway. Glen Carbon's a little more than twelve minutes from right, Webster, right, right. So right. I, I was not about to turn around and go back. If we were already on the interstate, probably wouldn't have. But we were like. It, we went to Forehands first and checked, and the disappointment of not being there, like screw it, let's go, let's drive the other direction, twelve minutes, and we'll 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 get it. And we called first, and they had it. Like that's weird, but okay. Uh, we will next up. We're going to talk about the uh, pining for David. Well, no, not not yet. That's that's wrong. Why is that in there? That's that's uh, way later. That is way later. You're we at got the wrong uh, spot, son. Pre-game, we got pre-game uh, blues and Kraken talk. Coming up right after this word from our friends, our good friends over at ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being which i need with the way i play in phase three i'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts this same triphasic approach helps me when i drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when i need it try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com but make sure to email dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him let's go blues radio sent you to receive an additional 10 percent off your order that's rockinthatidlife.com so wait before we go i have to ask jeff english major is our show triphasic <laughs> if we break it up with two commercials I, yeah i mean i guess yeah i, I thought okay. you were talking about the name of the show i'm like what yeah so aren't hockey games triphasic too yeah, yeah. hockey games are yeah. triphasic how about that? And unless it goes to overtime, then it's quadruple phasic. Right. <laughs> Depending on if it's regular season or playoffs. Quad phasic. True. Quad phasic. Quad phasic. Yeah, that sounds better. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin uh, Lynch finally joined us. Uh, hey, sexy beast, uh, and Jeff. So, uh, boy, I cannot, uh, I cannot wait to uh, not pick you in the Ponder Cup, asshole. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where were you Saturday, huh? Uh, he was out of town. Still, he said he was very bummed he couldn't make it. Yeah, it was a big uh, Let's Go Blues Radio event uh, on location. On location. And, uh, yeah, we figure anybody who wasn't there is not a fan of the show. So, too bad, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun seeing the uh, the one guest uh, wear that hockey mask. Oh, you, my God. I, I, think, I, I think I told you guys. I didn't, obviously didn't mention this on the show. Second period, uh, second intermission, I walked outside for something. And I ran into her, uh, Kit and Claire, I believe their names were. And I ran into both of them. Uh, they were both walking back in from, I guess they were getting going somewhere and coming back to Ballpark Village. And she still had the mask on. And I was like, oh, yes, you're still wearing the, the crease police mask. So, so she that likes was, it. That was awesome. That just absolutely made my night. I'm like, I was afraid, you know, we give away something like this and people are just going to be like, oh, cool. And then, like, we'll see at the trash can later. Oh, yeah. no, she loved it. She was wearing it all night. That's awesome. I see you've got another one back there behind you, and I've got one over here on my shelf that's out of camera range. Yep, I got the Crease Police right here, and I yep. got uh, Casey Jones right here, which may or may not be uh, my Halloween costume this year. Ooh, that's a good one. That's I've really got one on the shelf back there. <clears throat> oh, you do? You can see it, but it's back there. Very nice. Uh, that'd be a good uh, uh, couple's costume, right? Uh, Casey Jones and April O'Neil. That would be awesome. Yeah. Ooh. I'll have to find a yellow jumpsuit for my wife. <laughs> yeah, they're all there. I they're think all, you were wearing it you, can, you were wearing yeah, it. Right. <laughs> that would be a yellow jumpsuit on her. <laughs> she wouldn't have to wear pants. <laughs> uh, don't act like she does ever. Anyway. That's true. She uh, actually isn't right now. She's <laughs> <laughs> off camera. Seriously, she wears these, uh, these, these, they're like female boxers. And she has just like, she just discovered them about a year ago and she wears them at home and like doesn't put pants on. And I'm like, you realize that's like me walking around in boxers, right? She's like, no, it's different because I'm a girl. I'm like, no, that's no different. Like, so I have a question. Put pants on. What's wrong with you? I have a question about the female boxers. I assume since they're female boxers, there's no, there's no opening in the front. No. Okay. Just checking. It's 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 actually. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I should make that joke. It's right between the legs. <laughs> it still has an opening. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I was gonna say that that that's got recipe for disaster written all over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I could. We could do a whole segment on the opening of uh, boxer shorts and. Anyway, uh, pregame in uh, St. Louis Blues at Seattle Kraken. Uh, we're about an hour away from that starting up. So this will be Seattle's fifth game of the season in eight nights compared to the Blues' second game in, I guess, what, five nights? They're, uh, the Seattle is 1-2-1 one, and one so far in the season. They had a 5-4 to four overtime loss to Anaheim to open the season. They had a 4-1 to one win versus L.A., a 5-2 to two loss to Vegas uh, in uh, Seattle, and a 5-1 to one loss to Carolina, also in Seattle. So they're looking for their first home win. They're 0-2-0 at home so far. And Seattle is uh, – their special teams are interesting. Uh, special teams typically come into play at some point in the game. 
Seattle is six for 18 on the power play so far this season, which is 33%. I think they're in the top, like that's like seventh or eighth in the league. Uh, so pretty darn good. Uh, their PK isn't near as good uh, at all. They're, they're giving up, they're giving up seven goals in seven teams. I'm shorthanded, which is horrible. That's uh 58.8% on the PK really bad. So I think if I think, you, yeah, that would, I think that's uh, actually Bill's uh, uh, save percentage as well. Point 0.588. 0.588. Yep. Mm. Slightly better for the career. <laughs> you, you don't have your career stats in front of you? I, I don't. I know. You, you, I, we, we I've, do not... I've got them tattooed, but they're on my back. So it <laughs> takes a lot of effort to see them. They're tattooed yeah, on your back. So, I, yeah, I, so people I can saw read them last them. night. I saw him last night. Uh, he's he's uh, not lying. Uh, any any good goalie has his career stats on hand, so he can give them at a at a moment's notice. I can tell you how many goals I've scored in my whole life. I played the pre-stats era. You can really? No. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> I will say, up until I was about eighteen, I could. I used uh, to actually like have a little tally in a notebook where I'd come home and if I scored, I would put a tally or an assist, I'd put a tally. I stopped doing that after high school. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to be that loser in his 20s who uh, <laughs> keeps track of his goals and assists. I kept track of stats for the whole team for a long time. We I, we did we did stats and we kept we had a we had a oh, website. Bill? We had stats and and standings and everything. It was. It was it was it was high tech for the time. Other teams would read our site. We had a message board. We had trash talk on our message board with other teams. It was nuts. Bill is is pulling out some stats. I'm thinking here. This well, is there's his, awesome. his right. last time he pulled the scrapbook out. There, that was yeah. a pretty <clears throat> awesome find. Okay, so 1990-91, Cahokia Bantams. Um, <clears throat> our uh, our team was uh, a bit of a juggernaut that year. Um, we had 122 goals for, 21 goals against. Ooh. How many games? Um, Two, like 14 or so? 12, 10? Four. Three. <laughs> this, is, this is great <laughs> radio he's, here, folks. 22. <laughs> 22. Wow. How many goals against? 21. 21. Wow, I less had than a one. less than one GAA. That's pretty good. Uh, nice. So, yeah, actually, no. Twenty. It was twenty games. I can't count my okay. my math skills are awful, but twenty games. So my goals against average was one point zero five. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Yeah, pretty, seven pretty, shutouts. Pretty good. So yeah. Look at Bill. Hey, Bill, give give yourself a little pat there. A little pat on the yeah. back there. I do believe. It just, uh... just so happened that I found this when going through boxes. Looking for my parents' tax stuff the other yeah. night. So I do believe uh, our goalie Jeff is uh, better than uh, the Drop Podcast goalie, stat-wise. Right? I will agree. I agree. <laughs> He's better than any goalie on any podcast anywhere, and that includes Mike McKenna. Stat-wise, yeah. If you just a small sample size, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That twenty games. That's a better twenty games than Mike McKenna yeah. ever had. That, beat that twenty-game stretch, Mike McKenna. <laughs> uh, this uh, this team was pretty damn good. Um, that was not, you said ninety ninety one. Ninety ninety one. Yeah. So that was that was that was right before uh, ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a year before or, or actually right? no that during? was that was during ballpark. 
that was when i met so, you yeah yeah that was, that that was, was great fun yeah okay so so yeah our this was a this was a uh, quite a good team um and our, jeremy and our younger, you know jeremy, jeremy younger, younger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know him he's he was on the team but um yeah two real big studs on this team uh van Cassis and chris kirk Chris Kirk was valedictorian at Cahokia and the quarterback of the football team, quarterback or the captain of the hockey team. So, well, so this has and, been the Cahokia minute for those and, uh, yeah. folks wondering. So you you had that season with that team, and then you had the ballpark season, which was uh, which was <laughs> right. We went like undefeated. We tore body up. Right, that almost was, uh, lost the playoff uh, game because uh, I went saw Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Yeah, you and Redden, right? Yep. Now you there's a story. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. They, they were an hour late to the game, and we were, we were starting overtime when they showed up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get in tonight's yes. game instead so, of a game that happened forty years ago. Right. So uh, <laughs> Bushnevich uh, tonight, unless something has changed, he's a game time decision. Uh, left practice early today. Uh, if he doesn't play, the Blues may add uh, Levo to the lineup or go with seven defensemen. I think uh, they'll go with seven. seven. We'll see. <clears throat> That's that seems to be what Baruby likes to go to now, and it worked for him in the playoffs last year. So, we'll see. The, the way Baruby talked uh, acted like he wasn't confident that he was going to play. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just, he just, he talked like, "Well, I don't think it's serious. You know, it's it's nothing that's a a, a major injury. You'll just wait, wait and see how it how it is." This yeah, early it, in the season, yeah. I would actually have no problem if they were just like. He can play, but he's not well, going to. Right. It's also it's also against Seattle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I uh, I I agree with that. Like you don't want to you don't want to you know let somebody. I I think I can go out there and you know it's it's you know an eighty percent chance. Right. Just let him get healthy. Yeah. Give it, give him another day of rest. And and I also think that they'll go with seven defensemen. Um, and I kind of, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's a bit of a selfish thing. I like, I, I'm, and I want to see Lavo play, um, but I don't know that they're going to put a guy that's wearing Jaden Schwartz's uh, 17 out there the first time he sees us. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't might, think Lavo. There's, there's still an hour until game time. There's a good chance Jaden Schwartz still gets injured before they play. <laughs> Right. I didn't I saw think, that uh, I saw I that think, tweet slip on a string of spaghetti. Yeah, right. You never know. I didn't think uh Levo was going to uh I, I thought he missed the boat. He can't he's not even eligible, is he? What do you mean? You made the joke last week about Levo the song. Oh yeah. Yeah. well missed shit. the boat that day. All right. Missed the boat that day. That's damn, <laughs> damn it. Why did I get that? I love that song. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go, oh yeah. <laughs> Boss Skaggs, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I had that on my playlist for a long time. It's a great song. It is a good song. And ever since the blue sign Levo, I can't not sing <laughs> Levo instead of uh Lido. Lido, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Levo. Lido. <laughs> Uh, it is Colton Pareko's 500th career game tonight. He had a penalty shot goal in the game in Seattle last season. The first ever penalty shot goal by a defenseman in Blues history, which I think I remember saying at the time, that is crazy. Uh, yeah. I, other defensemen have taken them. No one scored. Actually, uh, what was the uh, Chris uh, uh, Weidman, right? Weidman had the, uh, was it a penalty shot goal? Penalty shot attempt? And he wiped out? That was Weidman, right? Yep. Yeah. That was, oh, yeah. My Dennis legs have Weidman. legs. Yeah. Dennis Weidman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dennis Weidman. Yeah. But he had, 
Yeah, he had that one. And then um, what's the other famous shootout where a guy totally failed? That one's probably the best, though. I love that's that one. Always, There's a great YouTube video still. It's it's like it's like he just forgot, you know, his his distribution of weight on his skates or something. It was just totally, totally lost his that was yeah. weird. He looked like a first time rollerblader when that happened. <laughs> yeah. He looked it was worse pretty bad than the first time rollerblader. Uh and Jaden Schwartz is in the lineup tonight. It'll be his the first time the blues have ever played against Jaden Schwartz. Uh, as he was hurt if, most last season. If he doesn't get hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, right, on spaghetti on the floor or something, a pregame meal. Uh, he is off to a nice start. Two goals, one assist, and four games played. Both of his goals this season have come on the power play. Uh, he had one point in each of his first three games, but went pointless in their loss to Carolina. Uh, the Blues are coming off uh, their 5-2 to two win versus Columbus on Saturday in their opener, uh, the game that we were at Ballpark Village for at Cardinals Nation. Uh, Torpchenko did dress. There was some question whether he would or wouldn't. He did. Uh, kept off an amazing recovery uh, after shoulder surgery. Almost almost two months early. I mean... Ridiculous. Wolverine-like. I, I, Wolverine-like. And, and I'm like, is that a, was it a misdiagnosis? Or was that just a crazy fast healing? I don't understand what happened there. It could be all of the above. Honestly, um, I, we've seen it happen before. It's, this isn't the first time a player's come back way ahead of schedule, but it is odd to see it happen so quickly. Like, usually when somebody comes ahead of schedule that much, it's like, he's going to be out a year. Oh, he came back nine, ten months after nine, ten months. You know, like, this was a six-month, right? And holding up a beer there. Okay. Because I, I didn't never, announce his. I just realized I never oh. gave my beer the show. You're right. You didn't. Yeah. Left-hand brewing s'mores uh, milk stout. There we go. Sorry. Go, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we've seen that happen before with other athletes. But with this one, it is odd that it was like, what, a six-month diagnosis, and he's back after four? I mean, that's miraculous. That's crazy. It is. It is Wolverine-like. Hey, should write that down. That's, a, that's genius. I'm telling you, it is. Like, that's that's <laughs> the only thing. that came, When that first happened, that was the first thought in my mind because I'm a huge nerd. And I'm like – that's Wolverine right there. That's crazy. That doesn't happen. Um, as I'm pouring my beer. You ever uh go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna go ahead and move us ahead. Um, unless you had something else to add. No. That, okay. <laughs> uh well, uh, in this game, the blues had goals from Mr. Pavel Buchnevich, Vladimir Tarasenko, Ivan Barbashev, Jake Neighbors, and then Tarasenko again. And uh, this, God, that was such a crazy game, wasn't it? Like, they go up 2 nothing, look awesome, and it's just okay. Like, here we go. You know, and the, the Blue Jackets looked, you know, okay. But it's a team that was played the night before. They've already, this was their third game of the season, looking for their first win. And then they came out in the second. They scored those two goals in 18 seconds. And you thought, well, shit. And then the Blues <laughs> come back in the third period, two goals in 20 seconds. Like, yeah, crazy. That's a crazy game. What I liked about the Blues, uh, first the first goal by Bushnevich, um, five seconds, what was five, six, seven, eight seconds in the power play, whatever it was, very fast, yeah. Um, yeah. and which which was a continuation from the preseason, where they scored a number of goals very fast in the power play, and that good power play was a continuation of the season before, when they had an amazing power play last season, so uh, that's just all good and well and fine uh, that it's a continuation of the power play. 
because uh, the Blues will need they'll need. I mean, they're a very good offensive team. That's anybody who's who pays attention to anything knows this team is going to score, score some goals, even without Perron. You know, they're gonna they're gonna score a lot of goals. Um, and I think the uh, power play being deadly is a fantastic weapon for the Blues. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good weapon for any team, but I think the Blues. I mean, they it helped them last year. It'll help them this year. So it's good to see they're going to have it again. Hopefully, it maintains. Well, and it makes you th- remember, too, the fact that the biggest concern after losing David Perron is how is this power play going to pull? How going to look? They look fine. I mean, it was one game, but they look pretty damn good still. And like you I, said, in preseason, too. Yeah, and I think Perron's uh, typical – uh, set up on a power play was, you know, on the half wall, the top of the circle, whatever, face off dot, whatever, uh, one timer. They're trying to feed the work the puck around, free him up for the one timer. That was great. He, he, nobody on this team was as good at that as he is, even though Bushnevich scored a very Perron like goal. Uh, his, his one timer, uh, Krug to, to, to Bushnevich, who scores a one timer, top shelf, very Perron like. So we have weapons who can do something similar, maybe not as well as Perron. But you know this team is very deep. We've won over this a lot. Very deep scoring. Uh, I don't. I don't think this team is going to miss Perron as much as most people think they will. Even though it'd be nice to have him. Um, but uh, I think uh, going up two nothing. I, I do want to say too that uh, final score five to two. I kind of nailed that in the pre in the in the <laughs> pregame. On the I knew he was going to bring it up. We, yep. we was going to bring we, it up. We guessed. Uh, we it. predict the scores. I said five to two, and I explained why. With common sense and logic and stats, and I nailed it. <laughs> Pulled it out of your ass is what you did. <laughs> I I like how I predicted it, but I gave I gave reasons. It was like I was like, yeah, this is what I don't know. I, mean, I can't I can't believe it, that my my two nothing <laughs> Robert Bortuzzo with two goals didn't hey. uh, didn't propel the blue. You know that that would have been if you had hit that, that'd have been like hitting. Uh, you know, hitting the green spot. On no, you know what? If I would have hit that, if I would have hit that, I would have been pissed because it's like, why the fuck didn't I go over to Illinois and bet on this? I would be, I'd be a millionaire. I think all kinds of bookies would have taken that bet too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I think the bet might have won you, Robert Bortuzzo. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Amy told me after the game that uh, when the score was, you know, three to two. And then four to two, she was like, "Okay, okay," but Kurt said five to two, so something else is coming. It's not over yet. <laughs> oh God, Amy, don't feed into that. Come on. And then boom, there it happens. There it is. <sighs> Amy, don't do, no, no. <clears throat> Thought I liked her. I, I mean, my it did happen. So, <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. There was a method behind my madness. Uh, was there? So, was there really? If you go back and listen to the show, I explained why I said five to two. God, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> if you want to educate yourself, just go listen to the last show. Listen to me. Oh, talk. stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, the Blues did score first on the power, pl- power play goal by Bishnevich, uh early in that power play um, and then jumped out two nothing. A tuna, going to the game tonight, boys. Very excited to cheer our boys on in MHR. Uh, Cameron Smith. Yeah, Very so nice. Cameron is listening to the show, I'm guessing, on the way to the game. Or maybe he's already there. Uh, uh, enjoy the game, man. This will be fun. Yeah, puck drops in like 40 minutes. So, um, 
yeah, and then uh, the Blues jumped out 2 nothing on Tarasenko's first of the season uh, before the Blue Jackets then scored twice in 18 seconds, which we just covered. Um, you know, uh, three goals in the first 239 of the uh, second period uh, was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of roller coasters there. But uh, Columbus' second goal came when uh, Jordan Kyrou got beat wide in his own zone and Bennington was beaten high near post when he went down to try and poke check. Thought he was cutting across the middle. Um, and yeah, yeah, that was a knock on Cairo last season. Uh, his hustle, back checking, and on defense, uh, not you know, it's very small. It's one play this season, but you know, he's not he's not expected to play. I mean, he's not a strong defender, but uh, he let him cut wide, and then and then Bennington goes down. Uh, I'd assume Bill's going to chime in and say it's a pretty weak goal against Bennington. Um, yeah, not not yeah. a good look on Benny. Um, yeah. I was going to say on the Cairo end of things, I, I'm actually, you know, I was actually kind of, you know, torn because he was he was the last guy back, right? He had the guy and he just needed to play the body. And I think that's the, he's got to learn that <clears throat> it's not just positioning. You also have to play a little bit physical in the defensive zone. Um, and I think if, if he would have taken the body and knocked him off, um, it, it would have, you know, I don't think that goes in, but also, yeah, Bennington just, he can't give up that post that quickly. I think too. I mean, I agree with you. 100%. But uh, also, in fairness, it was a good shot. It he, was. He put it, he put it where he had to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I think, and Kairou's fast. Kairou, well, Kairou shouldn't be getting beat wide too much, but, uh, you know. This is the type of play that I am a little bit, I don't want to say I'm okay with it, but I'm a little more okay with Kairou kind of missing his assignment. He's not a defensive player. He's not expected to be super defensive. But, it's the plays like we talked about. I think we talked about it last week, even uh, maybe two weeks ago. I don't remember the play against the Avalanche when uh, McKinnon just blew by him and it was, was in the neutral team. zone. And it was just like, dude, you got to keep up with that. You're the only guy in the team that can keep up with that guy. Like, you got to hustle, move your feet. Like, this type of play, I look at it, it's a missed assignment. It's a lack of hustle, maybe, but I'm a little bit more willing to be a little like understandable of this kind of goal, like, well, he's got a bad angle. Bennington should make the save kind of look, but you do still want to see a little bit more hustle out of Cairo on a play like that. I think, I think a lot of that play on Cairo just stems from him just not being a defenseman. You know, a forward's not going to be great necessarily at uh, sticking with that forward, pushing him to an angle where he can't cut in front, you know, and uh Kyrou's just sticking to the stick. I, I, I mean, a defenseman's going to know how to play that better than Kyrou is anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrou was with him in his defense. You know, he didn't he didn't lose his guy completely, but he lost right. a step on him. So, right, it wasn't it wasn't like the McKinnon thing last no. year, right? McKinnon, Not at all. McKinnon was, was his man. That was right. his right. guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, he he was there. He was the last guy back. But in the defensive zone, you've got to do more than just be there. Right. Uh, no scoring until midway through the third period. Then, uh, when Barbashev scored, uh, then the Blues returned the favor uh, as far as quick goals are concerned. When Neighbor scored 20 seconds after Barbashev uh, to grab that two goal lead back, uh, that was a great offensive zone steal by Neighbors and a nice deke in traffic in the slot to uh, to beat Mizorkin's 
I thought that was Merzlikens. a Merzlikens. very nice goal. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I we all I, all of us like had that look in our eyes where our mouths kind of our jaws kind of dropped and we're all like, ho, ho, ho. It's like I said, we watched this game together and that's how like yeah. the whole place was at Cardinal Nation. Like, what a play by Jake Neighbors. And again, I'll say this now, and I know we'll talk about well we might get to this later we'll see but i know there's been some talk about how well david perron started the season in detroit i'll say this again i think jake neighbors is a big reason why david perron was not a priority in resigning here for doug armstrong because he knew he needed to see space for this kid and plays like that are proof this kid belongs in the nhl in a top six role you got to wonder if if uh, the Prawn situation would have been different here. If we'll talk about it later, we'll talk about Prawn too much. Now, if they hadn't signed Nick Letty. If they no, if if they didn't have a guy like Neighbors uh, and some good young players to you know, if they didn't have the offensive depth they had, you know, would they have chosen Perron over Letty? Yeah, I think I think it's it's not really the depth. I think it was neighbors specifically, you know, that Agreed. that allowed them that freedom to say, you know, we we're not going to push the cap just to you know just to make him happy and bring him in. I mean, yeah, we're still all having a hard time getting over it, but some you know, more I than think, others. I, I think it's a long term. <laughs> you know, long-term it's, it's going to be the right move. Right. Uh, and again, David Perum will be back in the blues uniform trade deadline next year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, Tarasenko got his second of the season with a minute and a half remaining. And that was the final five to two. The last two goals had been a little demoralizing for Columbus, both turnovers in their own end. Um, and that I think that was just a matter of just a matter of, of just, tiredness i mean this team right to start the season like they have have to have a back-to-back game in the re- technically i guess the first weekend of the season um if you don't include the europe games uh that uh, that's tough you know you're coming off preseason you're not playing every night most of the players at least and you know a guy like mers leakins i don't know how many looks he got in preseason but i know he didn't play even half the games so it's just, it's a, it's, it's, I think it's just fatigue setting in for a team that's just doesn't have their legs yet. And Kurt just jumped to the other side of the room. That it's was amazing. impressive. I didn't, I, you didn't, nobody told me I was reversed. Yeah. You were reversed. I'm I sorry. Didn't know. I, told you. I didn't, I didn't do Moose out front should have told you. I, yeah. I thought that was part of the reverse retro talk. That's all. That's I like it. that. I like yeah, that. Look at Bill. Yeah. Bill is so quick. That's why Julie loves him. Oh, uh, no, I was, I was going to add on um, just to keep our, our stupid joke running, you know, three games and five nights for the jackets. And then they had to fly all the way from the middle East. Yes, (laughs) that is tough. I mean, driving from, from the middle East to the Midwest, that is tough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the matchup tonight, uh, the Blues uh, did beat Seattle in all three games they played last season, outscoring them eleven to two, which is uh, for those who don't want to do math, I'll do it for you: three point six seven goals for average, and a point six seven goals against average. Um, Seattle's special teams are a focus in this game. Uh, they actually touched on that on the website in their pregame. Uh, vastly different ends of the spectrum. 
um, for that. Uh, Seattle credits uh, Burakovsky, uh, Bjorkstrand, Veneers, Schultz, and Schwartz for their nice power play numbers so far, um, which coincidentally are their like, top four or five goal scorers, uh, points, so- point getters too. I got you mentioned the Blues beat Seattle in all three games they played last season. How they do before last season? Uh, undefeated. 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 Oh my undefeated. God. Have never Blues lost to Seattle. That's crazy. Well, let's hope that continues. Uh no, I I tell you what, Maddie Beneers, uh I think that kid's going to be a star. Uh, yeah. I love his game so far. I saw him a little bit in the preseason. And uh, obviously now in the regular season, although the, the Kraken haven't gotten out to the start they wanted, uh, that kid's good. He's he's a very, fl- I don't want to say quick skater. He's a very fluid skater and knows how to get open. And it just seems like he's going to have a great NHL career. Yeah, you know, for for him being their first overall pick, I think, you know, uh, there was a little bit of consternation that they didn't get, you know, uh, with with them not having the same kind of um, draft, the, uh, you know, the uh, expansion draft that Vegas did, you know, loading up on talent that there was a, a little bit of concern. Maybe that, you know, he, he wasn't the best pick they could have had, but man, he's, he's looked great. Um, I listened to the, uh, the 32 thoughts pod um, on the Western conference and man, uh, American uh, Friedman were super high on, on him and um, talking about how, you know, he's, he's what 19 and looks 30. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely be uh, interested to see how he does tonight. And uh, are are we going to get to see Shane Wright play tonight? That's uh, yeah. I, he hasn't played in the first two games, has he? No, Dude. I don't believe so. so. Um, and and he's and he's a guy that he's I think he's got a chip on his shoulder too. So oh, yeah. I kind of yeah. don't want to see his Montreal. First... Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't want to see his first NHL game tonight because I think he's going to come out with a lot of spark, um, not getting dra- – I mean, guy was ranked number one, went number four, right? Was it number four? He has played in two games this year. Oh, he did play oh. in both. Okay. No, I, well, they played They played four games. Oh, have they really? Seattle. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is their fifth oh, game. Wow. Okay. Here I am thinking right. they're just That's like right. us. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, two games, no stat line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got a- averaging six and a half uh, – Ice time per game. Okay. Well, that's again research, not our strongest point, right? No, 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 no. We're all here to just be talking heads. Easy, uh, easy no, for him to I, fly on the radar, though. No, it is. Uh, and and I'm sure he's not. Again, you said six and a half average minutes. Yes. Yeah. He's yes. he's getting fourth line minutes at this point. If even if you can even call that fourth <laughs> line minutes. That's barely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's thirteenth forward. Ryan Five, Reeves plays minutes. more than six minutes. He plays seven and a half. Yeah, I mean that's that's not much at all. So we'll see him get an expanded role, I think, throughout the year. But uh, yeah, that's a that kid's solid too. So we'll see if he how he looks tonight if he gets any playing time. Yeah, and goaltending, you know, this is a tandem that you know I'm I'm not that worried about. Um, Grubauer, who you know we still love to hate after that, uh, the Colorado series two years ago. Um, and then, uh, Marty Jones, a man that we know well from all those series against San Jose. I think we, we can claim a little bit of ownership on him, right? Oh yeah. 
A lot of teams oh, can. I think so. <laughs> Most teams can. Uh, and with Grubauer, what are his uh, what are his memories from the last couple games with Seattle? That's what I want to know. Probably not good ones. Not so much. That jackass still has me blocked on Instagram, which good. <laughs> he should. He's played, uh, Grubauer has played, uh, let's see, three games this uh, season. Or three games played, two games started. Uh, he has one loss and an eight five one save percentage and a four two six GAA. God, that guy! I am so glad that he thinks he's a great goalie. Mm. Mm. Dick, that would mean <laughs> that that would mean that uh, if he's he's got three games played, two games started, that Marty got Marty Jones got pulled in the game, right? Yeah, because yeah. Dreger, you know, who's probably got the biggest upside of any of their goaltenders. Um, he's he's still recovering from injury, and uh, yeah, so he yeah, hasn't, say they hasn't seen they didn't it. see they didn't see uh, Grubauer at all last year, right? The Blues? both games, mm-hmm. but yeah, both games was Dreger. I believe so. Mm-hmm. We'd have made a bigger deal about that if so. I, yeah, so I, I wonder. So. I wonder if there'll be some some fireworks tonight. Well, Jones, Jones is in, is in goal. Oh, Jones is in. That's well, heard, you know, yeah. maybe Bennington will uh, skate by the bench and take care of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe he'll, maybe he'll throw a water bottle at him and everybody will say, oh, he's racist against white people. <laughs> it's racist against water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> he hates those water. Bo- Why does he hate these water bottles? <laughs> what do you got against water, cans. Jordan? For you, for you, uh, the jerk fans. He hates these cans. Uh, things to look for tonight. Um, you know, the Kraken have surrendered goals within the first three and a half minutes in each game on this homestand so far, which is the two games. Um, so two goals on Saturday and one on Monday. Martin Jones is in net for Seattle, last I heard. Uh, Bennington for St. Louis. And Jones's last game saw him get lit up by the Vegas Knights, five goals against on 29 shots. His first game came uh, against L.A. this season where he got the win, stopping 26 of 27. And uh, the Kraken are averaging 12 penalties in minutes per game so far this season, which is a lot. Uh, the Blues only took three penalties in the first game, and only six teams take fewer penalties uh, per game than the Blues last season. So, you know, look for the Blues to continue uh, to value high-quality shots on net over quantity, I think. Um, you guys want to that- hear... A surprising stat line. Martin Jones's record against the St. Louis Blues. Seven, six, and two. The seven mostly came as a king, right? Would have had, had to have. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that's when the blues were getting owned by the Kings. Owned. Owned. Who owned the blues? Uh yeah, his his uh, uh other stat line, 1.97 GAA against the Blues. And a 926 save percentage with one shutout. Now I want to look up see if I can find his playoff numbers against the Blues. Yeah. Well, I think I mean tonight, it's it's got to be about special teams. I'm sure they're going to touch that on the pregame show. And it, it it's Seattle is so bad in the small sample size to start the season on the PK, and the Blues have a very very good power play, and Seattle takes a lot of penalties. Well, they have so far, so. I, that's a recipe for a couple of power play goals for the Blues in this game. I think the Blues get two, two power play goals for the Blues in this game. Oh, is God. that is that your only prediction? 
Well, they're going to win this game. Uh, they'll win the game. Eh, let's say, uh, let's go off on a few. They'll win the game, two power play goals, uh, and they win eh, four to one. I'll say ditto. So that way, if you're right, <laughs> you can't sit and brag and say you were the only one that was right. So I'm going to say exactly what Kurt said. Well, you know what I'm going to say is that I was first. <laughs> no, I was thinking it before you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Proven. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Blues. Look it up on IMDb. Brendan Shanahan <laughs> yeah. was in Forest Park. Forest not, not, not anymore. Forest <laughs> he Park. Was in Forest Park. <laughs> <laughs> We we live in dog that town. As, That's practice. We should put that in his uh, in his Wikipedia. We should put that on his Wikipedia page. That yeah, uh, by, he was in Forrest, the band Lincoln Park, <laughs> or by Forrest by Forrest Gump, he meant Forest Park, uh, which which Brendan Shannon is no longer on uh, credited as being in uh, an uncredited role in Forrest Gump on IMDb. <laughs> Thanks to me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Kurt. Uh, really had to make sure he was right there. Well, it I I was right either way. It didn't matter if it's on there or not. But that was funny. Oh, you are, you are. I uh, I after I claimed he was on there, I went and watched it like the next day, and yeah. I watched the football scenes over and over, and I never once saw him. I guess he could argue. Oh, I had a helmet on. I was in the background. No one saw me. I don't know. Um, let's see. I, and, and I think I touched on it. Um, the blues in the first game, they had 25 shots, five goals, you know, look for them to, it's just, it's their strategy. They're not going to get necessarily a ton of shots on goal. They're looking for quality over quantity. Um, something that Dom and his model just can't seem to understand as a benefit for this team. Uh, but it has been, it worked for them last season, worked the first game. Uh, I don't see any reason why that would change. They're not going to be shooting and firing the puck every chance they get. They're going to work quality shots, which is, I mean, as long as they're scoring goals, that works for them, it's fine. I think where that strategy comes into play, where, where it's frustrating, is if you're trailing late in the game and you have some opportunities to fire the puck on net and you choose to pass it up for maybe a better chance and don't get a shot. I think that's when it's frustrating is if you're trying to score a goal late to tie and you're passing up chances to get the shot on net. Uh, I think uh, I get, we have time for a break from Center Ice right before we uh, get into some reverse retro talk and uh, some talk about Perron. What do you think? Uh, after this uh, word from Center Ice Brewery. Do it. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Well, let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions... Run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues! Uh, today... I'm somebody. I'm in the phone book. <laughs> the new phone book's here. The new phone book's From here. The new phone the book's here. Yeah. Yep. That's a that's a great line. The jerk is a great movie. The jerk. Yeah. For those of you, those of you young people watching this, Austin Lynch, I'm looking at you too. Watch the jerk by Steve Martin if you haven't seen it yet. It is. It's phenomenal. <laughs> best. One of the best comedies out there. 
uh, today I discovered Bush. my special purpose. Yeah, <laughs> one of my one of my favorite memories from we used to play for a a, Kurt, a, a, hot, a roller hockey team sponsored by Kurt's uh, workplace, which yeah. uh, was the hometown phone book. So yeah. you know we a lot of phone book jokes and. Um, there was one off season um, that, you know, we had a couple of people agree to play with us. And so, uh, you know, we were the dorks that, you know, put websites up for roller hockey teams. And uh, <laughs> so we made the announcement with, uh, you know, new, the new phone books here, the new phone books here. Yeah. From, from that movie. That was, yeah. Uh, Get, take a guess on what our uh, hometown phone book on the website, the discussion forum was called, Jeff. Take a, take a guess. The discussion forum for the phone book. Yeah. Hockey team, I'm guessing. Uh, the, our hockey team was I, sponsored by the hometown phone book. We had a website. We had a few of them, actually. Uh, I can't. Well, the discussion. I don't want to take. I don't want to take up the show like build in on Saturday. The thinking of an answer for ten minutes. The discussion forum <laughs> was called the Yellow Page. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Very nice. That's very clever. Very. Speaking clever. of Yellow Pages. Huh? Oh, segue? oh, you were all like, whatever, let's move on. And this is a nice segue <laughs> to reverse retro Jersey talk. Uh, there was a teaser released today at the, and we pretty much already knew this, that the blues Jersey was going to be yellow. The blues retro reverse reverse retro was going to be yellow. Uh, that was not a secret, uh, outed a while back. Um, so yeah, and that's it. They didn't tease any designs except for the fact that, you know, we've seen, you know, other apparel released with the Blues original logo that was never used and then before they changed it. Um, so I, I think people are assuming it's going to be that. I think it's a safe bet. Um, all right, what do you guys think of the yellow? Are you, are you happy with yellow? Are you indifferent? Are you mad? What yeah, yellow? The execution first. Yeah. I, I say we, we talked about this a little bit on Saturday. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I think. You know, in terms of okay, when it was released, the first re release, when it was released, the first reverse retro was going to be a version of the '96 jersey. We were all like, "It's gonna be red. Like, what the hell? This is gonna be ugly. It's gonna be terrible." And we all, at least the three of us, and a sure. lot of our audience will agree, You're it right. was hideous and it's a terrible jersey. Um. Worst gift I ever got. <laughs> Still one of my favorite moments in our Slack channel. Um, that, picture. But, that was a great, that was a great picture. Oh yeah. no. Oh no. Um, but I, I do, uh, let's see. Austin Lynch is actually real quick. He's providing us an update. Uh, no Booch Nabich on the ice for warmups. Levo and Rosen are both dressed. Okay. So I guess uh, they, well, they're both dressed for warmups. They so were listening they were to the show. They took our advice. Yeah, well, I don't know. well, Kurt and Bill and Jeff, they all said, let's go with seven defensemen. Um, so anyway, uh, when they, it was basically announced, and now it's been very much announced, like today it was pretty official, that it's going to be a yellow jersey. I was like, we've talked to the show before. Most of us don't like a yellow as a jersey as the prime color, but as a one-off reverse retro, I'm cool with it as long as it looks good. They, they do a good job with it, which from the the design that I've seen that's been leaked, I think it looks cool. I'm all for it. I I, I think it's it's well, gonna look good, and and I, and I say let's go with it. 
the leak design is a concept, you know, they're just guessing, mm -hmm. but, uh, and I, I'm with bill. I think that, uh, it, it just depends on how, I think it depends how much blue they can incorporate. Like if they got blue shoulders and thick blue stripes on the elbows and down below and the, and the waist, you know, and the pants are blue, I guess the socks are going to be yellow. Um, and blue helmets, you know, if there's a lot of blue, I think it'll look cool. Um, again, I've made my thoughts made about the, the logo itself. I don't like the logo, but I think the actual color scheme and, and how that's done. Uh, I think that, uh, it could look cool. It could look fine. It just depends on how it's done. We'll see. Uh, Austin Lynch here says interested to see what they do with Seattle and there were some people saying, I guess, that when they originally announced they were going to have an expansion team in Seattle, they had kind of like a fake mock-up Seattle jersey, kind of like the Blues did back in 67. And um, and and so some people are saying they'll go with that. I think you got to go Metropolitans, right? I think you got to go – well, this I would I would propose this. If I had, if I had a say within the Kraken organization – I would propose, I would say, you know what? There were a lot, a, a handful, I guess, of really good concept jerseys before Kraken was officially announced as their name. You know, go with one of those or or, or hire them, whoever designed that, to, you know, hire a variation of that jersey or something something fan-designed maybe that was a, a concept jersey that was really cool. Because there were some really, re there are always some really, really cool fan-designed concept jerseys out there. I say go with the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. <laughs> that would be the best. I could not remember what that was. Yes, that was yeah. that was that was amazing. Rain City Bitch Pigeons is is perhaps <laughs> the best fan submission for a team name of all ever, time. Oh, ever. Any so sport. Good. Any sport. So the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. <laughs> I love it so much. I remember when that came out. We talked about it on the show. That was yeah. so good. Uh, okay, so that's going to be and the actual jersey is going to be released tomorrow. Is that right? Tomorrow yeah. or the next day? Yeah, they're going well. They're releasing what it's going to look like. Not like I don't think it's available for right, sale right, right, right. right away. They're going to unveil it. Unveil it. Yeah, unveil it. So that'd be cool. Any 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 specific guesses? I mean, the teaser didn't do us a lot of favors in, in the terms of nothing. what it's because it's it you was color. yellow and black. It, yeah. it, it wasn't Ooh, even it's... blue. I, I almost hope, I, I hope to God, it's something completely different than what people yeah. are thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's yellow and black with a, with a, with a, I don't know what the fuck on the front, but it's just something Honestly, I'm fine. I'm fine with something different I, that, like that. The that only would make, thing I want laugh. is no fucking red. We've had enough red on these damn jerseys. I'm done with red. Use purple. I don't care. I'm just <laughs> done with fucking red. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that on the show Saturday. I, I don't want the, I don't want the um, uh, average Joe's gym jerseys or the, the Liverpool thirds from last year that made them look like hot dog vendors. Please no, <laughs> no red and yellow. All right. Uh, I thought that was someone clapping, like a, someone doing it, audio. I, I, I've <laughs> trained Sheldon to give me that applause. Oh, I nice. secretly applaud Bill every time he talks. Uh, okay, so moving on. Can we let David Perron go, please? Uh, it's 
there are an awful lot of people that just can't seem to let go of David Perron. Uh, especially now that he's off to a nice start in Detroit, crying and pining over him not being here. Maybe it's a lot of new fans who haven't really experienced a lot of huge fan favorites leaving town and they just didn't know how to act. It's weird to me. I think, remember Hall and Shanahan leaving and they went to Detroit eventually. They ended up there together to win a cup. That was that was insane. And I don't remember fans complaining that much about that as they are to David Perron now. Maybe because Perron won a cup with us, you think? That it has to be a lot to do with it. And Perron wanted to be here, that combination. Uh, but man, oh man, it's it's almost like people have never experienced fan favorites leaving town before. It's a very it's very strange. I think social media has just made that so much worse. Plus, we have I won't name names. We have certain um, social media people that have a lot of people um, that follow and trust their words as gospel, which I'll never understand, who just will not let go David Perron. And, oh, my God, it hurts so much that he's gone. Get over it. Good Lord. It's it's hockey. It's a business. I mean, I hate to say that, but it is. It's a business. Like, this isn't basketball. Yes, I'm making a movie reference where players are told they can't play for any other organization once they play for one. They have to play there. If they're ever going to play, even when they're 60, they got to play for the same organization. That's not how it works. You move on. You still root for the, the crest on the front, not the name on the back. And like I said on Twitter, uh, I rooted on Chris Pronger until the day he retired. I didn't care what team he was on. I always rooted him on. But, man, I, you know, if he played the Blues, I was like, you know what? If the Blues won, I hope the Blues won 10-1 and Chris Pronger scores the lone goal. You know, like, that's the way I looked at it. But when it came to the, the team I love, that's the team I love. Like, they moved on from him. It's time to move on and just say, yeah, he's one of my favorite players still, but I'm still rooting on the team that I love. I think, uh, you know, you see comments that say, I can't believe we kept Nick fucking Letty over David Perron. Right. I've seen a lot of that. And right now, um, thank God we have Nick Letty. You know, just because of Perunovich going down, Scandella going down, we have no depth up here with the big club on defense. I mean, if, if Letty weren't here and we had Perron, this defense would be would look a lot worse. And I think our offense is that good offensively where losing a Perron, having a Letty, that makes us a better team. Oh, I mean, right now. I mean, now, when players come back down the road, maybe it's different. I don't know. But right now, we, we've we suffered some uh, injuries on defense. And who? why is anybody wanting Nick Letty gone? I think he's played fairly well since he's been here. I mean, I, I, he's, he played he's well in game great. one, too. He's made Pareko look better, which I think is yeah. what is the most important part of this. Your number one defenseman looks a little bit more like a number one defenseman when he's on the ice with him. I just don't think people are thinking it through when they 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 say they wish they had Perron instead of Letty. I, I I get that before the season started, before the injuries happened, okay, I understand it to, to some degree. You know, you, you you like Perron, you want Perron, he wants to be here. You love the guy that wants to be here. He's, a, he's productive. He's a good guy. You love watching him play. I get it. But right now, no, I, I'm I'm I don't, I'm not on that boat uh, because we we need defense badly right now. And wishing Letty rough this team instead of Perron, that's that's a 
very short-sighted way to think about this, I think. Agree. Uh, we got uh, Mark Lazarus's article at The Athletic. Uh, we'll wrap this up, uh, and then we're going to sign off before the booze game starts, hopefully. Um, real quick, uh, the NHL has had, a, yeah, recently especially, issues with diversity and inclusion and 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 stuff like that. So the NHL released its diversity and inclusion report on Tuesday. 83.6% of the league and team employees identify as white with just 3.74% identifying as black, 3.71% as Hispanic, Latino, and 4.17% as Asian. Meanwhile, 36.81% of the league employees are women and less than 4% of the league identifies as LGBTQ+. So basically, that Lazarus's point in this entire article is that the NHL lags way behind in diversity at all levels, from management to exec- executives to players. Minorities and women are severely under- underrepresented. And he stated that when a potential new fan or new player turns on a game and sees almost exclusively straight white men talking about, and let's be self-aware, almost exclusively straight white men writing about, almost exclusively straight white men coached by almost exclusively straight white men and officiated by almost exclusively straight white men. They don't see themselves represented. So Chicago, Chicago is more and he's a Chicago writer. Chicago is more than 50% people of color, more than 50% women and about 7.5% LGBTQ. The team looks nothing like the city, the Blackhawks. So the broadcast looks nothing like the city. Despite significant progress in the front office and throughout the organization, nearly every public-facing employee is white. It sends a message, intentional or not. I think it's an interesting perspective on it, and I think uh, he makes some great points. Jeff, I know you look want to say something, and I, I do too, but, but go ahead. I was just going to add uh, it, it kind of going against what he says, because I, I agree. Let me just, before I say anything, I agree 100% with Mark Lazarus. We need more representation in the sport. Um, I mean, there are so many, I mean, just, just looking at female, there are so many intelligent female reporters out there that are stuck, not making it up to the NHL ranks. You know, there's, I've, I've talked to female reporters that are reporting on the female game as well as, um, you know, uh, writing for like the AHL type teams and writing for secondhand NHL blog sites that could do a great job reporting on the NHL like a lot of these white straight males are, as Lazarus calls them. But I'll just say one thing. The change is going to happen first on the rink. And I think that is slowly starting to happen. We're starting to see more black. We're starting to see... We, we did have uh, the first um, Asian goalie within the last 20 years playing the NHL. I know that was a little bit of a, a publicity stunt by the Kings, Tamaka Fuki Fuji. But still, seeing a, an Asian player in the game was awesome. Obviously, Maine and Rayom did a lot for, for women's hockey, just appearing in a preseason game. So... I get it. This is, uh, but but we're going to see the change. I think on the rink first, we start seeing the women's game being built up, which is what's happening. I think slowly, I'd like to see that progress faster. Um, we're starting to see more black players in the NHL. Hell, we've got an Australian playing in the NHL on the Blues. Like that so, kind of stuff is slowly happening, and I think over time that will bleed into the rest of the game. It's just, it, to me, it is taking a little too long. I, I, I think, 
I, I'm not sh- okay. I agree. I agree with you that that fixing it at the ice level would work its way up and trickle up eventually. You know, more interest in the game that results in more uh, more players, more uh, interest in uh, management positions and things like that down the road. But I, but I'm not sure exactly how you fix it at the player level uh, with some segments of the population, just because the sport is inherently expensive. You know, you're you're really uh, excluding more or less a, a, a lot of people who just can't afford to have their kids play hockey or to play leagues or pay for ice time or you know, they don't have the time dedicated to get up at four in the morning to get to a six o'clock game, you know, for for crazy uh, scheduled ice times. So, um, which is interesting to me because it's, ice time is is weird because uh, baseball you don't see baseball games being played at six a.m. seven a.m. But hockey is like, you know, you got to get up early, go to games or practice or whatever. Well, that's um, because you can you can build a baseball field anywhere. in your backyard. There's only so many ranks, right? There's only so many yeah, ranks. There's only so many ranks, right. and you're so – I mean, you know, you got to think during but, the day, a lot of kids can't play because right. they're in school. Right. And I, and the But I think that it's really hard to get uh, a large segment of the population involved in hockey, uh, which happen to be, you know, a, a lot of minorities – a lot of segments of population who just can't afford uh, an expensive sport like hockey. It's a, it's an upper class, upper middle class sport. So uh, generally speaking, right. So um, that's tough because it, then you, you, these, these kids are going to other sports or, or other interests and they don't have the hockey to, uh, to, to get interested in. And that, uh, that hurts people going into hockey later, I think. So, no, I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the the economics of it, it it's very very expensive, right? And you know, I I was I was fortunate enough that my parents were willing to make a lot of sacrifices for me to play, right? And just you know, it, the economic inequalities, you know, generally, you know, we we think that that it's going to hit the you know minorities harder. Right. Um, it, it is it's very difficult to get players into the game. I do like seeing the expansion of, um, you know, non, you know, non-player roles. Right. Um, you know, different uh, different organizations are, are, I think, starting to get better. Um, I mean, Seattle's radio play by play crew, um, Everett Fitzhugh and JT Brown. Right, they have they have an all black play by play crew for the radio side of things. That's I think that's great. Um, you know, how many times have we you know endure complaints about uh, any of the women who were getting national games over the last few years? You know, yeah, there there are a couple of bad bad things. Leah Hextall could be a little hard to take, but you know, we saw a lot of complaints. You know, about just every woman who was doing a play-by-play game and they, they aren't all, you know, some of them are very good. And I think I, I like seeing the opportunity being given to them, but yeah, there's so far to go for, how, for the league. How many, uh, and don't forget that the blues in particular, they shit all over pride night a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they promoted it as a thing and then they canceled it and then lied and said it was never a thing. 
and they they converted it to hockey is for everyone and just completely just trashed now they've, they've done better since um but that was an embarrassment and i think mm-hmm. you know that's just one more notch against the nhl and and uh, and how they're kind of lagging behind where they should be I, I i mean that that made no sense to me i didn't get that whatsoever but yeah that- and i'll add what what uh, adam's saying here in the chat uh winning unlimited our friend adam gold uh he says uh basically he brought up cami granado uh, getting hired and and if you listen to any of the summer shows there was a fair amount of females getting hired in nhl roles cammy granado was one of them um i know um i'm drawing a blank on her name shown uh uh oh my god the fast skater what's her name kendall coin kendall coin schoenfeld ah. Or uh, married to Jim Schoenfeld or daughter. Sorry, of. Kendall Coin. Kendall Coin. Um, yeah. So yeah, she she got uh, she's got what a skating coach job, right? I mean, a lot of females are getting hired, and I do think it is slowly evolving and slowly changing. Slowly, but yeah. it would night. It would be nice to see that change a little faster. It's it's baby steps, and I think other sports have a, a, a an edge getting kids started in their sport more a more diverse group initially anyway. So yeah. I think that's that and like Bill said, the economics of it the way we phrased it was was good. That's that's it in a nutshell to some degree for certain segments, you know, for certain populations. I think. Yep. Yep. Cost of entry. Yeah, that's, and that's pretty that's difficult. Rough. It's rough. Yeah, not gonna lie. It's rough for people who are, are, are more well off. It's a time. I mean, not just money too. It's time. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was my parents. I remember they had to make a deal with. Uh, luckily, there was a, a a family down the street that had a kid that was on my team, and they worked out a deal where you know half the time my parents would drive, the other half the other parents would drive. Luckily, they had a deal like that. But not everybody has something like that. Like yeah. like you said. I mean, I remember high school. Hey guys, uh, we couldn't get the rink time, uh, so the only time we have is 5 a.m. for practice. That sucks. That's rough. But like, you got to do it. You know, like that's the only time you can get on the ice and actually practice. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap things up here because the Blues game is about ready to start. If it hasn't already, Um, it won't. It hasn't. It's not. Producer Austin was in a couple minutes ago saying there's still eight minutes left in the game before it's a national tv game gotcha gotcha okay it won't it won't start for at least another 10 minutes okay so we're good okay but uh, i think we're gonna wrap up anyway so i think um i think everyone can enjoy the game tonight Uh, prediction on the score guys i did i said four to one two power play goals what do you got four to one two power play goals I'm going to go five to three, Jaden Schwartz with a hat trick on the other side. Oh, man. Fuck off, Bill. But five, three blues. Five, Five, three blues. Okay. All right. And five goals from Robert Bertuzzo, though, right? (laughs) That's that's your prediction. All right. There it is. My prediction within Bill's prediction. (laughs) Uh, And I'll add real quick uh, just going to mention Saturday. That was a blast. We're going to do it again. Please, please, please. And and now that we don't have to worry about, I think that might have played into people not sure if they were going to come to, right? Not knowing that the Cardinals were going to play that day, when we were going to record our show. Now, without the Cardinals being a factor at all, the next time we do this, we will have a set time on the day we'll do it. We'll post it as soon as we know. 
please, please make plans to come out. We'd love to see you. We had trivia. We had giveaways. We had crowd interaction. You want to be there to be a part of that. It was a lot of fun. Plus, I had the grilled cheese sandwich at Cardinal Station. It was quite good. It was a very good sandwich. I had that double, was like double Frisco Cardinal burger or something. That was really good, too. Mm. Uh, And those loaded nachos. Oh, those loaded (laughs) nachos were good. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Idealife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode four of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Enjoy the game, everyone. And until next time, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. <laughs> St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.